Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. It's the most wonderful time of the year. In my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. And so what I would say is that it looks like these prosecutors and their partners at the FBI thoroughly investigated this. And, and the fact is that these, these facts are, are, are devastating. 27 hours after Donald Trump was told that he had just become the first former president in history charged with federal crimes, including violations of the Espionage Act, the Trump criminal defense team is in chaos. I'm embarrassed to be a lawyer at this moment. Honestly, I am ashamed. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the electric chair for Trump. And hearts will be glowing this is the Facts and Friends War on Christmas. And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. Man, Megan Kelly still had to get that in about Santa. <laughs> Merry War on Christmas, Judson. Time just flies. I can't believe it's already time for the War on Christmas. So, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to break this to you, but it's June. But all the gifts. <laughs> the investigation into Matt Gates's child sex trafficking was reopened. <laughs> CNN CEO Chris Licht got fired. Chick-fil-A <laughs> traded the hate chicken for love is love chicken. Lauren Boebert lost her security clearance the supreme court miraculously opted not to further gut voting rights pat robertson has finally become his best self <laughs> along with his new roommate ted kaczynski <laughs> and to top it off it sure as shit looks like donald trump is going to prison are you sure it's not december it's not december uh, but there is a decent amount of evidence that jesus was born in june or at least closer to june so <laughs> Welcome to this. Yay, she shall signal the coming justice by turning the skies orange episode <laughs> of the Facts and Friends podcast. That's a reference to the wildfires, Judson. Yeah. It's, Remember those wildfires we had? I feel like they're still happening. They're just not happening here. Yeah. What happens in Canada stays in Canada. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. Does it though? Yeah. My name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as the director of swimming pool maintenance and leak prevention at Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> but I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. I mean, given my work ethic, it's no surprise that Mar-a-Lago pool leaks are a problem. Are you good at any of the jobs you take? No, it's why I have so many. How do you get hired? <laughs> I don't know. You keep getting me these interviews. <laughs> I interview really well. I guess, yeah. Well, what an unlucky coincidence that a pool at Mar-a-Lago just happened to leak into the server room, destroying all that damn, I mean, exculpatory video footage data. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's more upset about this than we are here at Mar-a-Lago. Go, Tino. <laughs> We're all trying to find the guy who did this. Oh, wait, it was me. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> all right. What a week, my friend. Though I have to admit, after I correctly predicted in song that Chick fil A <laughs> would be the next company to go quote unquote woke. <laughs> Nike and Hershey's. Now Budweiser is going gay. Next, it will be Chick fil A and it threatens your penis. <laughs> 
<laughs> I went to Chick-fil-A yesterday. Because they're woke now, right? Yeah. The chicken isn't as good now. I, th- I think hate might have been the critical ingredient. <laughs> Maybe you just haven't been there in a while. You forgot what it tasted like. I worked there in high school for four years. It could also just be that my feeling of shame afterwards was key to the appreciation. Just the proper amount of self-loathing is just the perfect garnish. (laughs) Well, the universe just kept giving gifts this week, so we're going to do our best to open as many as we can, but we're starting with the big one. The shittiest president in U.S. history also became the first to be federally indicted. Yay! (laughs) That's a good yay. Yeah, it's a much more excited yay. (laughs) Yeah. We are going to take you through the whole thing. From the indictment being leaked on Thursday to the on-again, off-again Second Civil War. (laughs) Honestly, you're going to want to hear our coverage. I promise you, no one is telling this story quite like we're about to. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm worried what that means. (laughs) Finally, if there's time left over, we'll peek into some of the other gifts we received this week. And just a heads up, Judson, you might need your grave dancing shoes later on. I got to find my my, my shoe shine and I got to get... Get the gloves, too, because I know you like doing the jazz hands when you're dancing on the grave. (laughs) So before any word of the indictment dropped on Wednesday, there were reports that Mark Meadows had reached a plea deal with prosecutors to plead guilty to several lesser federal crimes in exchange for his testimony on Trump obstruction and violations of the Espionage Act. Not a great sign for Trump, turns (laughs) out. And at this point, I already had one hand on the cork of the champagne bottle and the other about to push play on the celebration playlist. That's not what your other hand was. (laughs) But cranky old Judson reminded me that we might want to see if Trump actually gets indicted. Guilty. Guilty is charged. Just like Trump. Guilty is charged. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) All right. Fast forward to Thursday evening. Not too fast, though. I still need to lose the semi. I got one. I heard Meadows was flipping on Trump. I told you I knew where your hand was. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) So it's just before 8 p.m. on Thursday evening on the East Coast when the news drops. Judson, I think you broke it on our Discord channel. Did I? I think so. Possibly. Weird was there were seven counts in the indictment. It turned out to be 37, but who's counting? (laughs) And the early word was that the counts involved the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice. You know, Judson, it it occurs to me, it's actually probably a good thing we're not a video podcast because I think the shit-eating grin I can't (laughs) seem to shake since the show has started and probably that will be on my face for the rest of the show while we talk about this would detract from our serious coverage i think it just gives it the proper context well immediately after this story drops the right-wing misinformation machine is up in arms claiming over and over that biden himself indicted trump to distract from some new baseless accusation against him and hunter read a andy biggs tweet this is again from thursday night at this point we have not seen the indictment you want me to read this yeah andy biggs said President Trump is indicted on the day we unveiled significant findings related to Joe Biden's corruption. Makes you wonder. Well, as usual, the far-right democracy destroyer that is the right-wing misinformation machine were lockstep with this nonsense. Of course. I think the timing is such that here James Comer and all the House Republicans and Democrats can go see what's going on with the allegation from a credible source about Joe Biden. They just happen hours later to drop this indictment on President Trump. You think that's a coincidence? So the reporting would be then, if this were true, that the Burisma scheme is confirmed, then Trump is indicted. (laughs) I'm sure it's just a coincidence. This all just happened. Sheer coincidence. 
Finally, we get the information on, on alleged bribes of the Biden family through shell corporations, et cetera. It happened to be on the exact same day that House Oversight Committee got to look at that 1023 form that basically alleges or that it's being told that that's proof that there was an exchange of $5 million from, from this oil company in Ukraine in exchange for policy when Joe Biden was vice president. Is that a coincidence that this happened on the same day? That was Jason Chaffetz, Laura Ingram, and Ainsley Earhart, who incidentally was the first woman to cross an ocean of complete bullshit on Fox News. I, I, I don't think that's true. W was she the first to do it without being sexually harassed, though? <laughs> TBD. <laughs> The only thing is, Judson, Trump leaked the indictment on Bullshit Social. Of course he did. The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. So I spent way too much time on AI Trump. I can tell you spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> That's as good as I could get it. It's not even that good. It's, it's all right. Yeah, you don't hear the pettiness. He sounds smarter. He sounds way smarter. Yeah. Which just doesn't work. Right. So that, that was from the uh, post he posted on Bullshit Social. Yeah. So per the right-wing media, I guess Trump was trying to distract from the latest repetition of an unproven corruption allegation against Biden. I'm guessing they didn't phrase it that way. I mean, he's stupid, but he's not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had little drips of information about the coming indictment. Right wing hack and former attorney general for, wait, is this right? Donald J. Trump? Yeah, that, that's right. The, the guy who tried to torpedo the Mueller report, that guy? Same guy. Hmm. Well, Bill Barr, or quote unquote, that gutless pig, as Trump calls him, <laughs> had this to say about the coming indictment. Based on the facts, as the facts come out, I think over time people will see that this is not a case of the Department of Justice, you know, conducting a witch hunt. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? Thank you, Wesley. <laughs> yes, Bill Barr is out of his fucking mind if he thinks most Republicans will ever come to see this indictment that way. Yes, you're absolutely right. Continue, Mr. Barr. This is not a case of the Department of Justice, you know, conducting a witch hunt. In fact, they approached this very delicately and with deference to the president. And this would have gone nowhere had the president just returned the documents. But he jerked them around for a year and a half. And the question is, did he deceive them? And if there's evidence of that, uh, I think people will start to see that this says more about Trump than it does the Department of Justice. And that is that uh, he's so egotistical that he has this penchant for, for conducting, you know, risky, reckless acts to show that he can sort of get away with it. It's part of asserting his, his, mm -hmm. his ego. And he's done this repeatedly at the expense of all the people who depend on him to conduct the public's business in an honorable way. And, you know, we saw that with both impeachments and there's no excuse for what he did. Well, Republicans are gonna Republican, Judson. That is true. As has always been, and always will be. Well, it's I think the definition of a Republican has changed though. Oh, for sure. And not for the better. <laughs> so Having not read a single word of the indictment, these Republicans fell in line with the accusations of witch hunt. We're a banana republic. This is election interference. Let's play this not so super clip. <laughs> you just, this is the banana, re banana republic. I just cannot believe that this is what's actually happening. He's trying Nancy to take Mace. out 
his political opponents using the executive branch. That's what this is. It's a really sad day, Harrison. And I, and I think it's, uh, it's the stuff of banana republics. I hate a country that is akin to a third world country. This is a banana republic. When Merlo you indict one guy running for president and the guy who's doing it is some old geezer. And I think we live in a third world Marxist hellhole banana republic. And I think that Joe Biden and Merrick Garland just ensured that that was the case today. Uh, this is something that shouldn't have been done. This this starts looking more like the Banana Republic. Uh, I haven't read the indictment. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but it sounds bad to me. <laughs> I don't get it. I thought they made America great again. How could we be a Banana Republic already? I saw someone point this out on social media, and it's a very telling point when looking at today's right wing slash Republicans versus the left slash Democrats. This person said, and I'm sorry, I don't have an attribution because it was in passing, and I just it just stuck in my head. But they said, and I'm paraphrasing, that the misconception of the right is that we, the left slash Democrats, would somehow be up in arms if Biden or any other democratic leader were found to have committed serious crimes and were prosecuted for it. We wouldn't. We don't care. We welcome it if it were true. We care that justice is upheld. We actually care about the law and we care about the country and we care about our democracy. Yeah, if Biden were taking bribes and they have evidence against him, they should present that in a court of law. Get him impeached. Get him arrested, convicted. I would absolutely support it. Yeah. But we're back to sort of separate realities, right? Of course. I came up with this metaphor. It's like a jury trial, right? And the American public are the jury, but a good 30% of them have only heard the defense's side of the case and they think they have all the facts. What the defense team in this metaphor, right-wing leaders and right-wing media is trying to do is convince the jury that their take on whatever's at stake is the correct take. Now that's so much easier to do if the jury leaves the room when the prosecution tries to lay out its case, right? <laughs> yeah, or covers their ears. And <laughs> I could lawyer together a compelling case for any argument by ignoring all the damning facts and cherry picking exculpatory sounding out of context information that supports my narrative of events. Absolutely. So you. And yep. that's what they're doing. I think so. So what was in the indictment? Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. So Friday, DOJ unsealed the indictment. And we want to first give you a little insight into just how damning it was. This is Trump attorney, Jim Trustee on CNN. The trustiest lawyer, Jim Trustee. Yeah. It's like from a Simpsons episode or something. Yeah, he would be selling you a monorail. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's I call the big one bitey. <laughs> this is Jim Trustee on CNN Thursday night before he had seen the indictment. I mean, look, anytime you advise a client that they've been indicted, uh, when they know it's just fundamentally wrong, you know, I know all attorneys go on the air and say, my client's innocent. And and then after the trial, we're going to win the appeal. Well, here he is innocent. I mean, everything about this case is absolutely rotten. Facts and friends, do over. <laughs> that was former Trump attorney Jim Trustee. <laughs> he quit. <laughs> After he saw the actual <laughs> indictment, he quit. He spoke to Fox and Friends. What a stupid name for his show. It's terrible. I don't know who would name their show something he like that. He went on Fox and Friends Friday morning. So he was still Trump's lawyer. He went on Friday morning before, still before the indictment was unsealed. Once the indictment was unsealed, he quit. John Rowley quit. I don't know if it's Rowley or Rowley. He quit. That's how bad this is. <laughs> but Judson, not all Trump attorneys quit. Some get indicted with him. He I think. still has Alina Habba. Well, 
Unless you can't take that embarrassment much longer. Yeah. Every single time there is a coordinated dance that is becoming obvious to the American people because they are smart. And what they do is they say, oh, look at this shiny ball, Jesse. Look at this shiny ball. Let's go after Trump. Whatever you hear about the Bidens, don't worry about it. Trump, Trump, Trump. It's called Trump derangement syndrome. And now it's becoming so sick. They are politicized. I'm embarrassed to be a lawyer at this moment. Honestly, I am ashamed. Now you're ashamed? I think the lawyers are in agreement with you about that. They are also embarrassed that you're a lawyer. (laughs) Ashamed. So she's talking to Jesse Waters. And the funny thing there is that when she said, look at the shiny ball, Jesse, he got really excited and was like frantically looking all over the studio for the shiny ball. And then disappointed, just despondent that there was no shiny ball. Yeah, he was super disappointed. <laughs> he like texted Kill Me. There's a shiny ball in the studio. Come see it. <laughs> Can Kill Me. It's like, no, nah, I fall for that every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are dedicating an entire segment to discussing the many reactions from the right and left a little later on. Right now, we want to spend some more time on the contents of the entire itself. First, Judson, I thought we could play a little game of The Masked Right Winger. So this is like an audio version of The Masked Singer. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but these celebrities get up in these elaborate costumes. They change their voices until they sing, then it's their voices. So what we're going to do, I'm going to play a quote for you with the voice distorted, and you just guess who said it. Okay. Then after you guess, I'll reveal the person in their real voice. Okay. We also need the best protection of classified information. That's it? Um, I have no idea. Uh, MTG? We also need the best protection of classified <laughs> information. Okay, how about this? Are they all going to be Trump? How about this one? Okay, go ahead. One of the first things we must do is to enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. That doesn't sound like Trump. Um, Lindsey Graham. One of the first things we must do Damn is it. to enforce all <laughs> classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. Both of those were from 2016. Oh, okay. So not recently. Right. All right. Service members here in North Carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country. Is it, is it Trump? Service members here in North Carolina <laughs> have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country. These are all from the indictment. (laughs) And they're all Trump. The point that they're trying to make is that Trump was super clear on the importance of protecting classified information. Turns out he was not unaware of the consequences of the actions he eventually took. (laughs) Okay. I promise the next time we play the mass right winger, (laughs) I'll have different people. Yeah, sure. You promise that. All right. So the indictment, what was in this thing? Many legal experts and pundits pointed out how accessible it was. Some of them said like it almost reads like a movie script. Good work. I mean, a lot of writers on strike right now. They could have maybe like pulled them in. <laughs> Little side gig. Here is one of the quotes from it. You want to read this? So this is uh, Trump and Trump attorney one discussed what to do with this uh, folder containing documents with classification markings. Okay. And whether Trump attorney one should bring this to his hotel room and put them in a safe there. And during that conversation, Trump made a plucking motion. He said he made a funny motion as though... This is the attorney talking? This is the attorney talking. He said he made a funny motion as though, well, okay, why don't you take them with you to your hotel room? And if there's anything really bad in there, like, you know, pluck it out. And that was the motion that he made. 
He didn't say that. I loved your insight on this particular quote. Well, the, is he's like a mob boss? Yeah, like he thinks he's a mob boss. He, he, yeah, he, the, the guy and the thing with the place, and he's just gonna not say it, and that's that's how he avoids culpability. You know, if he ever gets caught in a situation exactly like he's in, he thinks that will save him because <laughs> that's what he sees in movies. And exactly. Yeah, Hollywood has has framed his understanding of the world. That news straight out of Central Casting, Tino. So then there were the bathroom photo memes. <laughs> <laughs> boxes, boxes everywhere. They had a photo of boxes in the ballroom and they have a photo of boxes in this bathroom that's for some reason had a chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Chandelier from the ceiling and a Walmart shower curtain in uh, hung up in the uh, in the back. One thing to note about this bathroom photo is that you can tell if you look closely that in the bathtub is another set of boxes stacked yeah. over yeah. the shower curtain rod. Yeah, the Walmart shower curtain, this right. generic. Then yeah. there's that tricky bit where there's this whole conversation wherein Trump explains that he knows he can't declassify the documents. Yeah, it's, that seems like a very important piece of information. <laughs> He can't feign ignorance. I mean, he said, wasn't there one point where he said, I declassified them like with my brain by just thinking about it? Right, right. And there's, but in this conversation, he at one point says, if I were still president, I could just declassify it, but I can't. Right. And then he still shows the classified info to the person he's talking to. And says like, oh, isn't it better if there are no documents? <laughs> I bet he winked. A nudge, nudge, a wink. wink. Yeah. Well, the last page was my favorite, Judson. That had the possible prison time Trump could do if convicted on the counts. So if you had to guess, how much hard time do you think he faces for these charges? Before you guess, though, let me give you a hint. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't need the hint. I, I've read the indictment. It's 100 years. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for... <laughs> Is that all? I, I started at. <laughs> we will be right back to go over the reactions to the indictment from both the left and the right. Hey, FNFers, Tino here. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a new way to support the Facts and Friends podcast. You can become a supporting listener by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash factsandfriends, all spelled out. Between our hosting service, recording equipment, and editing and production software licenses, it costs us a decent amount to make this show for you. So we were hoping you might help us at least break even. So what's in it for you? Well, first of all, you'll help keep the show on the air. But wait, there's more. All supporters will get access to the Facts and Friends Discord server, where you can interact with the Facts and Friends community, including me and Judson. And a few lucky supporters may get to read some classified military documents. Judson and I are deeply grateful for any support you can give. And we will prove it by personally recognizing each and every Patreon supporter on the air. We're also re-releasing a ton of episodes from Judson and I's old show, The UnPR Podcast. And those are exclusively available to our Patreon supporters. Here's a little taste of what that's like. Joining me as always are a couple of assholes, but even worse, Jamie, our senior vagina dentata hygienist, is back as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I thought that was your brother, Mike. <laughs> when did I get that title? I don't know. Just now? They're new every week. <laughs> Just now. I'll take it. I'm so relieved that I'm not senior <laughs> vagina dentata. What did you call her? Cleansing specialist? Hygienist. Hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> Hygienist. Okay. I'll wear it as a badge of honor. Well, you don't want those teeth to fall no. out. Or do you? I think or you might. I think, you? I think you might, actually. It, de it depends on the situation, to be honest. So, I don't know a lot about women's puberty. <laughs> 
good, good. At what point do you lose your baby teeth in the vagina? <laughs> that, that Sometimes you got to get old? braces down there. It's a whole thing. Arch expanders. Yeah, you, know. you want them to be straight. It's a whole, it's a whole deal. So please do help keep the show on the air by supporting us over at patreon.com slash facts and friends. And if you already have, thank you so very much. How did the left and right react to the unprecedented federal indictment of a former president asterisk? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. (laughs) Let's start with the left. I'm just dancing along, man. That's that's some good stuff right there. (laughs) That's how we all felt. (laughs) There were also quite a few Democrats, though, that were solemn and serious, urging everyone to let the legal process play out. But you totally know behind the scenes, they were like. Sorry, I'm dancing again. (laughs) You got to save that energy for the end of the show. We're going to need you to dance on somebody's grave. (laughs) Oh, right, right. Sorry. Pulling it back. But one reaction on the left, Judson, one of them really stood out to me, and not for a good reason. Listen to Rachel Maddow. You have to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from 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 running for office again? Why, Rachel? (laughs) Why would you say that? It plays right into the rights accusation that this is a political move by Biden and the Democrats. And a lot of them have already seized on it using that clip as proof. No, because Rachel Maddow is clearly the voice of the Democratic political party. Uh, I was so pissed. Like saying something like that is just irresponsible. Yeah. And, and it's it's pure conjecture. Like there's no reason to say that speculative at best. I mean, he committed some crimes here. They're going after him for the criming. He can run or not run. I don't think they give a shit. And the only reason, the only reason it's happening so far away from the actual commission of the crimes is because he was the president, asterisk. Right. And because they were trying to make sure that they had an airtight case because they wanted to avoid even the appearance of a political motive. So they had to to get every bit of evidence, flip every witness they possibly could. And so the idea that they're going to take a political out here just doesn't, it doesn't track with what we've seen so far. I agree. All right. So let's move on to the reaction from the right. And what I thought we might do is to discuss our approach to the discussion of the right's reaction to the Trump indictment. Sorry, the latest Trump indictment, because this isn't the first one. (laughs) Nor likely to be the last. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to approach the right's reactions like an episode of Hot Ones. Do you know that show, Judson? I'm familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, so so it's a long-running YouTube show where celebrities are interviewed while eating chicken wings tossed in progressively hotter hot sauces. Right. On the show, they start with the mildest sauce, and then they work their way up to the holy shit, what have I done to myself level of heat. Why? I'm regretting all my life choices at this point. Exactly. It's sort of like every game we play on this show, actually. <laughs> for you. <laughs> for, so. for me, yes, exactly. Like, like, that's my point, Tino. I know it's coming up in the close. <laughs> like, you have no idea. You are about to get hit by a fucking truck. Uh. So for our purposes in this... <laughs> In this game, the relative heat of hot wings will correspond with the insanity or danger level of the reactions from the right. Does that make sense? Sure. I guess we'll see. Okay. Okay. But we're going to start with not only no sauce, but no chicken. <laughs> 
Asa <laughs> Hutchinson, Judson. Oh, okay. Yeah. He called for Trump to quit the race, to which the rest of us responded, Asa who? <laughs> All right. So let's move on to mild. You might even call it boring. I'm talking, of course, about Mitt Romney. <laughs> Justin, these are going to be the only wings that you're going to have today that are not coated in crazy, all right? <laughs> okay. Mitt Romney said, like all Americans, Mr. Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence. Sure. He goes on to say, by all appearances, the Justice Department and special counsel have exercised due care, affording Trump the time and opportunity to avoid charges that would not generally have been afforded to others. <laughs> no shit. He goes on to say, Mr. Trump brought these charges upon himself by not only taking classified documents, but by refusing to simply return them when given new numerous opportunities to do so. Yeah, I mean, it's accurate. He goes on to say the allegations are serious and if proven would be consistent with his other actions offensive to the national interest, such as withholding defensive weapons from Ukraine for political reasons and failing to defend the Capitol from a violent attack and insurrection. And it's weird how your party didn't convict him for those things. All right, Judson, that was the mild. We're going to slowly ramp up. Here's the next level. How you doing? You doing all right? I'm fine. Okay. Mild. Mild. I'm fine. This is an almost coherent reaction from the conservative actor comedian ben stein you remember ben stein judson yes i know ben stein bueller bueller we saw a whole bunch of boxes in a toilet and we were told those were secret documents we don't know that they're secret documents and we don't know what's inside those boxes it could be toilet paper it could be old issues of pornographic magazines we don't know what's in it ben sounds Terrible. He does. And you didn't see the video. It's, no, I didn't. It's Carrie Lake blurry, <laughs> but not on purpose. <laughs> but not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going for that filter effect. Okay. I no. See. And Ben, there weren't just boxes in the bathroom, okay? And we do know a decent amount about what's in them. His argument is based that we can never know anything unless we see it directly. <laughs> and you can't live your life that way, man. No. I mean, I guess he doesn't have to worry about that for much longer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just saying, he sounds like he's got one foot in the grave, man. It's not time to dance yet. <laughs> You're just itching to dance on a grave. You don't care if it's Ben Stein's or Pat Robertson's. <laughs> All right. Here's Nancy Mace. Yep. And when you look at the standard that he mm -hmm. has, it's a double standard. It's a, it's a second tier, d a double standard of justice in this country. And what the American people want, they want everybody to be treated the same. <laughs> and, you know, Donald Trump's no fan of mine. He primaried me last year. So I'm not a shill, but I see this and I see how unfair it's been. No, Nancy. No, no she's 100% right, Tino. It is a double <laughs> standard. Because most of, on her side do not want everyone treated the same. Let's be clear about that. Oh, no, you, you're, you're right there. But her point about there being a double standard for Trump is absolutely correct. And if he were anybody else, that fucker would be in jail already. That's absolutely fair. 100%. <laughs> so along the same lines of Nancy Mace was the guy who put the M in DKM. Well, Mevin. Well, to be fair, he also had a hand in the DK part, too. <laughs> Our buddy Mevin. <laughs> yes. Kevin McCarthy spouted much the same garbage. That this judgment is wrong by this DOJ, that they treated President Trump differently than they treat others. And it didn't have to be this way. <laughs> this is going to disrupt this nation because it goes to the core of equal justice for all, which is not being seen today. And we're not going to stand for it. I want to get a little serious here because I think even here on the milder side of crazy. This is pretty dangerous rhetoric, both from Mace and McCarthy. Sure. The fact is they're reacting in a way that attempts to help their side politically without bothering to take into account, or maybe worse, taking into account and not giving a shit about the consequences to our country. This indictment is not political. Read it. It's clearly based in fact with ample evidence. So 
what Mace said there is more irresponsible than what Maddow said. Yeah, and I think I joked, you know, about Mace's response and it would be McCarthy's too about there being a double standard for Trump. There is, has been, and in all seriousness, it is doing what they claim. It's detrimental to our justice system and our country, our, our, our populace's faith in that justice system when we don't treat politicians and rich people the same as we treat someone picked up for, you know, marijuana possession on the street. Well, it's the first thing out of the autocrats handbook, right? Destroy people's confidence Faith in, institutions. in institutions. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Trump did. Oh, he de- he absolutely did. But they've continued that erosion. And it's gone yeah. for most of the right. And so they're talking about this two-tier justice system. Yeah, it's Donald Trump and then everyone else is below that. <laughs> what really, really upset me is that Tim fucking Scott yeah. <laughs> came out and bemoaned a two-tier justice system. <laughs> but he wasn't talking about the actual two-tier justice system. Of course he wasn't. One for the rich and one for the rest of us. One for white people and one for black and brown people. Yeah. He was regurgitating this absurd fantasy that the system is rigged against Republicans somehow. Do you know why more white-collar Republicans get in trouble, Judson, than their Democratic counterparts? Because they, they commit more crimes? more fucking crimes. <laughs> 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 Just a guess. I'm going to leave us saying yeah. that at the same time, too. <laughs> That's why. I mean, you look at what they want to do. They want to get rid of regulations because if there are no regulations, they're not breaking the law. Right. Yeah. It's it's hard to break a law when they've when they've removed all the laws. And then the other thing you kept hearing over and over and over is, oh my God, this is not the Espionage Act. This is the Presidential Records Act. Listen to this guy. And so the Presidential Records Act is simple. The president can take whatever he wants when he leaves office. That's it. And and here's the kicker. Part of that act says it becomes his or her personal property. That means it transitions from being U.S. government property to the personal private property of the past president. <laughs> that's that's not what it says. <laughs> it's not even remotely what it says. I'd like to turn our attention to a public service tweet from former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara. When interviewing Trump acolytes, arguing a president can declare any documents personal records, journalists should maybe confront these floundering mouthpieces with the actual language of the Presidential Records Act. He, he does then go on to quote it, but I'll just still it down to its essence because it's really long. Official government documents, like the ones described in the indictment, do not become personal records at any point, no matter who wants to will it so. The National Archives also issued a press release making it clear that presidential records belong to the United States, not to the outgoing president. Yeah. Even if he declassifies them, which he didn't, but even if he did, they would still be property of the U.S. government. That's how that works. Yeah. Worth noting, at OK Dumbass did tweet in response to, to Barrara, does the statute distinguish between edible and inedible presidential records? <laughs> I think Trump might need that. He might. All right, Judson, let's move on to a higher level of crazy. Are you, are you doing all right still? I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. fine. Okay. In Hot Wings parlance, this is still mostly edible, but right on that line, okay? I gotcha. Yep, gonna feel it in the morning. Got Coming it. out the other end. Yep. That yesterday, when oh, we God. walk out of a skiff in the Capitol and bring out the most damning, credible evidence against Joe Biden, impeachable offenses, and I'll argue this, he should have been hauled out of the White House yesterday in handcuffs. Instead, what was the news cycle last night? That they have indicted President Trump for mishandling classified documents? You should be outraged. This is good, because I'm with you. But let me tell you something. It's going to get worse. 
It is not going to get better. It's going to get worse because they are going to continue. They don't want you to ever win elections again. They do not want you to ever be able to pick who you want. Oh, so much there. So much. She there. took evidence from a skiff? What she did in the skiff, well, she took detailed notes when she went over the documents, which is illegal. And she doesn't seem to understand that. I mean, she pretty much confessed to a crime in a few interviews, including that sound right there. Second, if Biden committed a crime and you haven't been able to prove it yet, show us the evidence. Yeah, show it. Third, and this was the part that really pissed me off. Democrats don't want Republicans to vote. <laughs> Which party is actively working to limit voting rights for black and brown people, especially ones that tend to vote Democrat? She skipped over a step, though. We want to end gerrymandering, which would mean they would never win an election again. Right. So, Which party is, is far more guilty of racist and partisan gerrymandering? Oh, I know. Stealing power from the voters. But that's not the way they see it. Every accusation is an admission. Uh-huh. If I'm really honest here, Judson, I'm a little embarrassed for Marjorie. So she's way up in this category of crazy. Normally she would be like down at the end, like near or at the worst. She should be closing this out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, everybody's got an off day, you know. I guess. Also, Texas congressman, former Trump doctor and man who never quite got over the toddler phase of smearing his own shit on the wall. Ronnie Jackson. He upped the ante in the outrage game with this gem. Would you like to read this, Judson? Uh, not really, but I, I will. Nuclear weapons documents? Are you kidding me? Does the DOJ have third graders creating their narrative? If they go down this path, everyone will know this information was planted. Such BS. Isn't this the guy that said Trump could live to be 200 if he had a better diet? Sure, and uh, it was 239 pounds and <laughs> the healthiest person he'd ever seen, I think. Definitely the healthiest president ever to serve in office. That was the other guy. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Judson, we're upping the crazy level again. These reactions, were they hot wings, would be definitely too hot to enjoy eating, but eventually you'll probably get over it. No permanent scarring, you're saying. Stephen Miller. Oh, God. Let me also say that I believe history will record today as the day that we ceased to be a democratic republic and we became a people ruled by an unelected government bureaucracy. I actually think he's probably right if you're looking at history books in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, the Florida books are, are are known for their accuracy and and um, lack of wokeness. Where you can find books in Florida, I guess I should I should specify. Right, right. If yeah. if you can find books yeah. in Florida, well, Justin, because no person, no matter how deplorable, deserves to be in the same group as Stephen Miller. We're just going to move on to the next higher level of crazy. I think that's eminently fair. So now we're starting to get to a level where we might need a medic on standby. <laughs> Here is Grant Stinchfield from Real America's Voice whatever the fuck that is. Is he the guy who like broke the TV? I have no idea. Oh, I'm going to look him up right now. I'm going to play his clip. Go ahead. It won't matter. There's nothing in the Constitution that says he can't be president from inside prison. And then once he gets there, well, he can pardon himself. I'm just staring at a wall right now. Just <laughs> Ah. Dumbfounded. Yeah, this is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. What did he do? He like when one of his shows was first coming on. I don't know which network. One of those crazy ones. He like had a flat screen TV playing the mainstream media shows behind him, mm -hmm. and he takes a sledgehammer to it, and that's like the ad for his show coming out. Well, what's worse is that he's not alone. So many of his fellow Macedonians, <laughs> they love the idea of Trump becoming president while in prison, then pardoning himself. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's nothing that prevents that. Nope. 
in 20s America, that could actually happen. Yeah, feels like there should be, but yeah, that, that's the thing that could actually happen. All right, Judson, you ready for some yelling? I am ready. They're throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal <laughs> investigation against Trump. What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No, that's why we have an espionage act, not to trick up a president. What did he do? Did he burn them all? No, the government has all the documents back. So there is no violation of the Presidential Records Act at this point. But they throw the book at him. They go after his attorneys. They make them testify. They're attorneys under the crime fraud exemption to attorney-client privilege. That means he didn't have due process. His own lawyers were being subjected to interrogations. And get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah, it's so upsetting when, when, when people commit crimes that are held accountable for those crimes. Why would you do such a thing? Someone give that guy a Xanax. Jesus. <laughs> now, oftentimes on Hot Ones, Judson, that, that hot sauce, crazy sauce for our purposes, it starts to get to the celebrities. Right. When that happens, they're actually allowed to have a little milk. So I'm going to give you a little milk right now. Okay. Now, normally you wouldn't associate this person with milk. At least I hope not. It's Ann Coulter. <laughs> she said, that's nothing. I'm calling on every Republican to commit suicide in solidarity with Trump. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't have a country, folks. This is in response to Charlie Kirk begging yeah. all the other Republican candidates for president to drop out of the race in solidarity with Trump. And she's like, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, they should just kill themselves. Just just get it. Just do the right thing for the country. <laughs> she's had worse ideas. She's she's had a lot of worse ideas, actually. <laughs> she really has. And while we're laughing, Gunther Eagleman <laughs> tweeted this. Now that you've indicted Donald Trump, it's time to do Barack Obama. It's a crime to use a fake birth certificate. <laughs> God, I wish that was a parody account. Maybe it is a parody Maybe account. Maybe it is, but who can tell? Gunther Eagleman? Who can tell these days? Oh, and uh, Cernovich. Cernovich said, this is the JFK assassination all over again. We wish, Mike. We wish. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. All right. All right, Judson. Milk break is over. We're stepping it up again. We are now to straight to the ER, but Maybe you'll recover. Oh, good. <laughs> These are responses that amount to stochastic terrorism. Oh, good. The fun ones. To some extent, responses like Nancy Mesa's and Kevin McCarthy's and MTG's also belong in the stochastic terrorism category, but they're less direct sure. than the ones we're going to talk about here. Yep. These reactions are full-throated and unambiguous. I have a message tonight from Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and Joe Biden. And the guys back there in the fake news media, you should listen up as well. This one's for you. If you want to get to President Trump, you're going to have to go through me, and you're going to have to go through 75 million Americans just like me. And I'm going to tell you, yep, most of us are card-carrying members of the NRA. That's not a threat. That's a public service announcement. Can I quote Men in Black here? Can I stop you? Your offer is acceptable. <laughs> 
Just because you say something's not a threat yeah. when it is mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make it not a threat. Nope. So she's basically saying 75 million Americans with, with guns, guns are going to kill you. Yeah. If you try to hold Donald Trump accountable for the crimes that he committed, that he definitely absolutely committed because he admitted to all of them. Right. <laughs> then there's the criminal himself, Donald J. Trump. He had over 40 posts on Bullshit Social the, the day before the indictment was actually right. released. He was the credible source telling CNN. Uh, although describing Donald Trump as a credible source is a bit of a stretch. I bet he was flattered. <laughs> that fake news called him a credible source? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he he just went off on Jack Smith, and he also included Jack Smith's family. Yeah. And this is the same guy, deranged Jack Smith. And I watched him yesterday go up and talk. He talked for about two and a half minutes. He was shaking. He was so scared. He didn't want to be there because ultimately these are cowards. They're cowards. And he's a big Trump hater. Openly, he's a Trump hater. And his wife is even more of a Trump hater. I wish her a lot of luck, but he's he's a bad Trump hater and she's a Trump hater. Don't you feel like that I wish her a lot of luck is going to be his cover if yeah. somebody hurts her yeah. saying, oh, no, I wish her luck. Here's Trump after we saw the indictment at a Georgia conference. The ridiculous and baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Many people have said that. Democrats have even said it. This vicious persecution is a travesty of justice. Which uh, Democrats said that? Uh, I mean, you can't count RFK. That's the only one I could think of who might have said it. So. <laughs> Did you see that the Florida Republican Party and, and Trump was posting this on social media that they're busing people to the courthouse on Tuesday? I did not see that. Yeah. Great. So another see you there. It'll be wild. It feels so much like January 6th. I hope Florida's ready for it. This last one, Judson, this last one is the worst yet. These wings are the equivalent to the welcome to the afterlife. Yes, it's always this hot. Here's your new roommate, Pat Robertson. These reactions just might kill you. Well, they might kill both of us, literally. Right. Yeah. First, these are outright calls for civil war. It's also worth noting, and I think important to note, that two of these people calling for civil war are sitting congressmen, not to mention repeat offenders, Justin, help me here. Isn't declaring war on the U.S. if you're a U.S. citizen, isn't that treason? It doesn't sound far from that. That's for sure. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a legal expert, so I hesitate to say it's definitely treason. Okay, but it doesn't sound like a good a good idea. Here is a tweet from Congressman Andy Biggs. Oh, I have to say what Andy Biggs said. How about this? I will read Clay Higgins' tweets. That sounds good. Not to me. <laughs> so Andy Biggs tweeted: "We have now reached a war phase." Eye for an eye. How is that not sedition? I don't know. Listen to these far right talking heads. Their names are Pete Santilli and Lance. Who gives a shit? Migliacchio? I don't know. I really don't care. If I were the commandant of the Marine Corps, okay, what I would do is order every single Marine assigned to the Marine Corps barracks to go grab freaking Biden, throw him in freaking zip ties into the back of a freaking pickup truck. Okay, Mm -hmm. and get them out of the White House. I would order that right now. Uh, And if the Marines don't do it, as a matter of fact, can I call the freaking Marine Corps right now? No. Comment on the Marine Corps? I have to tell you something. If if I was in charge of a department there, and let's say I was in in the three or four star general level, Mm. I would probably walk in and shoot Millie in the head, Mm. and I would aggressively take over the entire group. Yeah. If it were legal. Right. And I would take him out, and I would order... An absolute, I would have my hit list. Yeah. 
I'd have a hit list ready and I would make them go after everybody that was on the list. The 50, you know, the, the dirty 51, Schiff, Pelosi, Schumer, literally nobody would be left when I got done. I would snatch them all. I was right. They sound like fascists. How is it legal to go in the air and say that? I mean, they, basically they're threatening. I mean, they're couching it in hypotheticals a little if bit. If it were legal. He really tries to get him to say that. He's like, can you, can you say it again? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, start with if it were legal. Re repeat the part that doesn't get us arrested. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're running long. So Clay Higgins basically tweeted out a call to arms in some like sophomoric code. Yeah. Quote, President Trump said he has been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. This is a perimeter probe from the oppressors. Hold, period. Our POTUS has this. Buckle up, period. One slash 50K. Know your bridges. Rock steady calm. That is all. What the fuck does that mean? Apparently it's like a militia speak, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's militia speak. Yeah. 150K refers to military scale and maps. Yeah, our POTUS that is are publicly available. the real president of the United States. Yeah, the bridges <laughs> is a reference to infrastructure. I mean, he is literally calling people to get ready oh, yeah. for civil war. To commit acts of aggression against their country. He backtracked. I assume he got a little visit from the FBI? Secret Service, you know. Yeah, he's like, let Trump handle this. We got this. We use the Constitution as our only weapon. He claims that they manipulated the mainstream media to establish deep commo. I assume that's communications. Yeah. How are Clay Higgins and Andy Biggs, how are they not expelled from Congress? Uh, because Kevin McCarthy is a gutless coward who needs their votes. Then there's the Vice article. We can't get into it. I'll just read a couple quotes. And the Vice article is Trump supporters are threatening civil war. That's what a bunch of them are doing. Yep. Quotes like, we need to start killing these traitorous fuck stains. We're coming across social media, far right social media. They're also making specific threats. Uh, there was one. Uh, from Merrick Garland and his family. And his wife and his daughters yeah a user replied his children are fair game as far as i'm concerned it's really scary fucking stuff yeah we want to wrap this up but this is going really long so why don't we take a quick break then we'll be back with some closing thoughts on the indictment where we go from here and we'll also give a true facts and friends send off to pat robertson <laughs> Great. the facts and friends podcast is brought to you by people like you more and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. So I just wanted to close out our discussion of the Trump indictment. Sorry, I keep doing that. The latest Trump indictment. <laughs> Not the first. Not the last. the last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Justin, what do you think about the likelihood of a favorable jury pool in Florida? Oh, God. I just picture a jury full of Florida men. Yeah, yeah. I've said forever that he'll never serve time because of having one Trump fan on the jury. It was all it takes. Right. Well, Jerry Schmurry, I was <laughs> astounded, dumbfounded apoplectic to see that the judge picked to preside over this case is quite possibly the biggest Trump crony in all of the federal judiciary. Yeah, it's Eileen Cannon. Remember her? She bent over backwards to ignore the law and accommodate Trump over. Let's see here. His mishandling of classified documents. So weird, right? <laughs> it's happened a lot, turns out. Is this, Justin, is this the same Eileen Cannon that had to be reversed and excoriated by the 11th Circuit for her lawless anything for Trump behavior? The one and only. Oh. She is the definition 
of the type of loyalist judge Trump wants throughout the judiciary, right? Yep. If he's elected to a second term and Republicans take back the Senate, I kind of expect every single nominee to be in the mold of Cannon and Kaczmarek. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. So she's presiding, unless she recuses. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I think... Are we sure that she's actually presiding? She's been assigned the case for now. Everything I've read has said she is presiding unless she recuses. She's going to be in charge. When the initial announcement came out, there was some speculation that this could simply be an administrative thing. Yeah, this could be an administrative thing because of the uh, fact that she had previously ruled in a similar case. It is not. Okay. Well, that's bad. (laughs) She should recuse. She won't recuse. It's possible the 11th Circuit can force her to recuse. Not likely. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Listen to this, because this is my biggest concern. And the thing that gives me the most concern is the ability that she would have to delay this proceeding, both with regard to the amount of time that she gives um, both sides to file pretrial motions, the ability that she would have to rule on objections um, during the course of the trial, um, the way in which she would conduct the voir dire. Um, there's, there's a whole range of ways in which she can have a really negative impact on the case. But the one that concerns me the most is the notion of delay and, and pushing this case, um, you know, past the the general election, um, certainly well into the, the primary season, just by the way in which she schedules um, schedules things. That was former Attorney General Eric Holder voicing some pretty serious concerns. Judson, she can easily delay the trial without seeming overtly biased. Sure, uh, that's that's true. Motions to dismiss. It's bad. If she actually is the one presiding over the trial is is bad. So the motion to dismiss, I don't think she would allow that. If she did, then I think the 11th Circuit would step in. But allowing Trump to talk about the case publicly to threaten the prosecution, I, I see her letting that happen, but not keeping his team in check at all, right? I think we're borrowing trouble here. Though. I mean, absolutely, she can do some of these things, but one, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, and two, she has, that at this point, has not yet done these things, so... While these are, she has a track record. Come on, she has yeah, a fucking track I, record. I didn't say I didn't say otherwise. I'm saying that while these are things you can be concerned about, I think it's premature to be spinning ourselves up over them. When, like I said, a it may not play out that way, and b there's nothing we can do about it. Literally nothing. I'm spun up, and you're not unspinning me, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Judson, does the country survive this? Is it's the second civil war they're promising? Is that coming? I don't. I don't think they've got the numbers or the the drive for what they would be. They'd be biting off a lot more than they could chew. I think at this right, point. Well, it's Sunday night as we're recording. It's damn, it's after 11. Yep. This show is hopefully coming out late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Most people will be hearing it Tuesday or later. What do you think is going to go down at the courthouse where Trump is trying to incite a riot? I think it's going to be a riot. Yeah. I think it's a good chance. He's, 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 uh, he's done it before turns out, uh, and faced really? pretty much zero consequences for it. So, um, so far, why, why wouldn't he do it again? It's interesting that he's trying to incite a riot here because Jack Smith is also looking into him for inciting a riot at the Capitol. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Back on January 6th. <sighs> all right. Seems a little weird to say this here, but thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. <laughs> we always like to leave you on a positive note, you know. No, we're not. We still have a close <laughs> topic. Uh, all right. For once, I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to say, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Tell people about the podcast. We really need your help. Help us out on Patreon if you can. That's at patreon.com slash facts and friends. That's the short and sweet version. Yeah, I like it. And thank you if you already have. Okay. Finally, this week, we were wondering how best to say farewell to proud bigot, con man, and hate monger, the Reverend Pat Robertson Judson. But the <laughs> jar is full, which means... <laughs> There really is not a path forward on that front. 
What do we do when it gets full? I don't under, I don't know what, what happens next. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't make plans for this. We, we didn't. <laughs> Did we buy another jar? I don't know. We used the money in the first jar to buy a second jar? <laughs> I guess. Well, Judson, you're not going to believe this. Who oh, um, could? And an anonymous source emailed Facts and Friends, Pat Robertson's autopsy report. And, and we thought we would share it. With everyone. This is big. This is big. And and no one else has this, Judson. In fact, I think this warrants a... Facts and Friends. Exclusive. <laughs> Judson, do you remember a little while back when I told you about the golden veto both of us have that allows us to veto a bit that we object to? For whatever reason, usually because it's in really bad taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Sure. Can, can I use it now? Nope. <laughs> you already used it on the Carrie Leak IBS bit I oh. pitched. Uh, but can we at least give everyone a trigger warning? It's an autopsy report for Pat Robinson. I think they know what's about to go down. I Johnson. don't think they do. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to read the coroner's notes here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to read them, Judson. No, do you want, no, do you want no, to read no, them? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> wait, wait. Is there something worse I have to read if I bow out of the coroner's notes? No. Okay. <laughs> I trained you well, though. <laughs> you learned last show. <laughs> That's right. I did. All right. Uh, okay. Here we go. Let's see here. I've got the papers in my hands. Notable absence of any discernible cardiovascular system, including heart. <laughs> That Um, seems bad. Seems real bad. Severe deformity in digestive tract with human waste apparently misdirected to the cranial cavity. He was 93 too, right? Wait, this thing had shit for for brains? Really really hung in there for uh, having shit for brains. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this one. No evidence whatsoever of human sex organs, Hmm. which makes the fulsome amounts of semen around this region of the body somewhat of a mystery. Yeah, not so mysterious, I'm guessing. Okay. But this is a big deal, Justin, because of Robertson's apparent lack of gender. I'm going to use they, their pronouns for them from now on. Okay. I I don't want to misgender Pat Robertson. I'm trying to be respectful. And we can't ask them now, obviously. Right. Here's another note. There appears to be some sort of skin infection on the lower back, but presence of faded cock garage tattoo with an arrow pointing downward toward gluteus maximus, interfering with our ability to further diagnose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, this handwriting is terrible, Judson. I can't tell if this note says severe weeping hemorrhoids or (laughs) several weeping hemorrhoids. (laughs) (laughs) definitely weeping androids so the important part is there yeah i'm just unclear on the number of severity (laughs) got it all right here's the last one i I can actually make out a cruciform fetish plug protruding from notably does this say well used judson i i can neither confirm nor deny any of this (laughs) (laughs) you wish you hadn't used that golden veto right about now i'm I'm regretting everything (laughs) cruciform fetish plug protruding from notably well-used anus, but unlikely to have contributed to decedent's demise. (laughs) Removal of said object revealed presence of chronic moral deficiency, late-stage festering sanctimony, and enterocutaneous fistula the size of a fucking fourth grader. (laughs) God. Okay, that is all the show we have for you this week. I'm sorry. Only the good die young, Tina. That's what we've been told. (laughs) 
Again, thank you all for listening. We are going to try to record early for our next episode as Justin is going out of town and no one wants to hear a show with just me talking. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody. Be safe. A lot of my family blood spilled for this country. I'm not going to let it go to waste. I'm not. I refuse. I did 19 years here as a federal agent in Dade County. Um, I'm just not going to let this country go to waste. And right now it's going to waste. Well, if he gets indoctrinated, January 6th is going to look like a playground. It's going to look like a playground from the inside voices that I hear from all the militias and everything else. It's going to be a playground. But if they want to fight, bring it. I mean, I've been in, I, I watched Kamala Harris in Orlando. I watched Antifa throw bottles, spit on my child throw stuff at us, they told us to refrain ourselves. Really? Okay. But it is what it is, you know. This country's so left right now, but we gotta bring it back to the right. We gotta get right on the right path. We gotta bring everything back. If we don't, we're gonna crumble. We're gonna be a third world nation. We have to stand up for that flag. We have to stand up for our beliefs. And we gotta put God back in this country. If we forget about him, he's gonna forget about us. And right now we're forgetting him and we're forgetting Israel. We forget both of those. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Because there's a lot of boys like me that are ready. All we need is an order. We're ready.